0: Here's my favorite rant for the day, excerpted from our podcast, which you can find over at TomHartman.com. Boy, a lot in the news, a lot going on in this country right now. Uh, you know, setting aside the, the weirdness of Donald Trump and Michael Wolff and all that, I realize you can't totally set it aside, but, but there, is, there are real issues that are being largely ignored because of the media circus around Donald Trump, who the, the big fan of P.T. Barnum. Uh, For example, Michael Phelan of Social Security Works sent this out a few days ago. He said in a sneak attack on Social Security, Senate Republicans are proposing cuts to the Social Security Administration. This would result in delays in services and an erosion in confidence in the system. We must stop this backdoor attempt to dismantle our Social Security. Here's the actual detail. In the new federal budget being voted on this month, Senate Republicans are proposing a half trillion dollar cut, 492, half billion dollar cut, excuse me, 492 million dollar cut to the Social Security Administration. This is on top of the billions Republicans have already underfunded the Social Security Administration this decade, which means longer wait times at Social Security offices, longer hold times when you call Social Security, and delays in millions of retirement, survivor and disability claims. And SocialSecurityWorks.org, of course, is, is fighting this, number one. Number two, flu pandemic. I mentioned this the other day, how the, how the flu virus uh, you know, really does well. It's highly contagious and easily transmissible when the air is lacking moisture, when you've got really dry air, which, of course, is every winter. As, as the temperatures go down and we turn on the heat in our houses, the humidity in the air vanishes because, you know, as heat... All of the, because the outside air, it doesn't have as much moisture because it's colder, so the moisture precipitates out. That becomes our inside air. It starts out with less moisture, and then we heat it up, and, of course, the relative humidity drops, or the absolute humidity drops. So uh, Michael Osterholm and Mark Olshaker over at the New York Times uh, last week, were, were actually it was earlier this week, it was on the 8th, uh, wrote an article titled, We're Not Ready for a Flu Pandemic. And this is where this ties in with, with trade with trade policies and manufacturing policies. He writes, when a pandemic does strike, we will be in trouble, in part because American hospitals and pharmacies keep in stock no more than a few days' supply of most life-saving drugs, almost all of which are made in Asia. In fact, right now, the United States is largely out of Tamiflu, which is the drug that you give people when they have a... It's an antiviral. It's a drug you give people when they have a severe case of the flu. He continues, that a 1918 type influenza pandemic could cause ruin on the order of what the Black Death did to 14th century Europe. But on a global scale, scale like the Black Death, such a pandemic would alter the course of world history. He says, we are not prepared. Our current va- vaccines are based on 1940s research. And once again, outside of the vaccines, pretty much everything is made outside of the United States. A brilliant piece by Nicholas Kristof in today's New York Times. I strongly recommend you check this out. Actually, it was yesterday's Times. It's January 10th. It's titled Trump's Threat to Democracy. It's on the front page of the digital New York Times right now. And he points out uh, a couple of political scientists. This is uh, Stephen Levitsky and Daniel Ziblatt, both professors at Harvard. Uh, they, they just published a new book titled How Democracies Die. And in that book, they said that there are four warning signs when you're looking at a politician to indicate that that politician may become a Mussolini or a Hitler, that he may become a or she may become an authoritarian uh, destroyer of democracy. And those five four criteria now, actually, before I tell you these criteria, let me give you the, the kind of backstories. Is a public, a, 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 Stephen, the, the, the two professors, Harvard professors who wrote this book write, a politician who meets even one of these criteria is cause for concern, with the exception of Richard Nixon, no major party presidential candidate, not even presidents, candidates, no major party presidential candidate met even one of these four criteria over the last century. So from 1900 till today, no presidential candidate, with the exception of Richard Nixon, met even one of these criteria, and Nixon only met one of the four. Here's the criteria. Number one, the leader shows only a weak commitment to democratic rules. Well, that's Donald Trump, right? Flouting the rules, see what he can get away with, break the law. Number two, he or she dem- denies the legitimacy of opponents. Trump said Obama wasn't even born in the United States. He calls Hillary Clinton a criminal, crooked Hillary, all this stuff. Number three, he or she, rather than respecting the opponents, which is something even Nixon did. Number three, he or she tolerates violence. Trump saying to people, hey, you know, rough them up a little bit and I'll I'll, uh, pay your legal fees. Or saying to a convention of police officers, hey, stop putting your hands on people's heads when you put them in the car. Bang them around a little. Or words to that effect. And number four, he or she she shows shows some willingness to curb civil liberties or the media. Did you catch Trump's speech yesterday about how he wants to, quote, reform our nation's libel laws so that he can sue Michael Wolff, who wrote this book? I mean, that's what it's all about, right? These four criteria, the authors of this book say, again, with the exception of Richard Nixon, no major party candidate met even one. Nixon met only one. Unfortunately, Donald Trump meets them all, and, he, and he, they write in this book, How Democracies Die, that people who meet all four of these criteria are now ruling in Russia, the Philippines, Turkey, Venezuela, Ecuador, Hungary, Nicaragua, Sri Lanka, Ukraine, Poland, and Peru. And I would add Myanmar to that list. And here we are. Is this the road we're going down? Huge show today. Senator Sherrod Brown on, Dr. Trita Parsi, a president of the National Iranian American Council, Professor Richard Wolf on economics, and Lisa Rosenberg, the executive director of OpenTheGovernment.org. Lots of fascinating content. You can check it out on YouTube. You can, che- you can get the entire three-hour program free of commercials with our podcast at TomHartman.com, and you can check out our free shorter podcast over at iTunes.